On today's insights, how to use ebooks and gated content to prospect and drive leads. Should you run your staffing agency like a local plumber? And we talk about the elephant in the room. Unemployment hits 14.7%. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Right now, we're offering two great deals. First, Google Mastery, where we'll get you to the top of search results and on more than 2 million websites in Google's advertising network. Second, social visibility. That includes custom blog writing, our award-winning social pro service and reputation management service, plus free videos and free monthly social media training for your team. To learn more, give us a call at 888-696-2900. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing, buddy? We're great, Brad. How are you? I'm good, Matt. Real important question for you today. We're recording on yes. Friday, May 8th. The NFL schedule was announced yesterday. We have college football, pro football in the horizon. Are we going to have football this season, Matt? Besides reading about the job market and employment market, I yep. read a lot about sports. Sure. And the smarter people in sports, the, the journalists with the blue check marks tell me, it's okay to say, I don't know. Okay. So I think we'll have the NFL because we work in business. There's too much money not to work in the NFL and college fingers crossed, Brad, but it's a very sensitive topic and we're not touching those topics here on, on insights. We'll, we'll just dig into the, the challenging of record high unemployment. That's, that's the only challenging topic <laughs> right. we'll, we'll right. hit on today. Let's talk about something a little less serious and we'll talk about unemployment hitting the highest it's been since what, the 40s? <laughs> sure, Matt. Sounds like a great idea. All right, let's get to the show, buddy. Matt, segment one, how can you use eBooks and gated content to prospect and drive leads? We're working with staffing and recruiting firms across the country. And as you alluded to, with unemployment hitting historic highs, we're going to see a shift in the industry and we're going to start needing to really, really prospect, really reaching out and driving those leads from clients and prospects. Matt, segment one, we typically talk about how to use content to drive inbound marketing and inbound leads. Why don't you get us started with the foundation of gated content and really walk the listener through and walk us through what gated content is? Gated content is really any piece of content that if you want to engage with it, receive it, download it, however you're going to receive that content, you need to provide some information. And typically it's at least an email address, um, probably a first name, last name. And then, you know, beyond that is dependent on the company creating that gate, quote unquote. You know, you have to open that gate and your key is your contact information because as we're going to talk about in this segment, that's what someone wants to follow up. And the first part, that gated part, the second part is the content. And it can be eBooks or traditional, you know, white papers, you know, literally creating a 5, 10, 20, 40 page document that reads really well, that it looks very well, designed very well. 
It could also be webinars are a great source of gated content because you're providing some type of value over 30, 60 minutes. And the people who sign up for that, that ebook content or that webinar content are showing an interest. The gate is really how you pay for higher level content. You're not paying in dollars or you're not paying in actual fees. You're paying with your data and with your information. And when we think about prospecting, Matt's exactly right. Thinking through how you as a staffing or recruiting agency can put together some high level content, whether that's an ebook, what you're seeing in your local market, putting through a white paper about unemployment in Buffalo, New York, and what you're actually experiencing and what you're seeing on the front lines of that, and then putting up a paywall right? Putting up a gate so that you're saying, hey, we have this really, really great resource from 25 hours of research and independent research and in analyzing and surveying the local economy. We found this data and to get access to it, we're going to need your name and your email. And you're, you're essentially paying with your data. Um, Matt, for me, it's an incredible way to prospect and get in front of these potential buyers of service because you're answering high-level questions that decision makers and thought leaders and thinkers are, are already having, right? People have these questions. You're doing the high-level research. You're just putting up a quick paywall. It falls into the, the ADA model almost that we talk about a lot here at Haley Marketing. You know, AIDA, it's, it's awareness, it's interest, it's desire, it's action. And with gated content, it, it's, it's in that middle part. It's, you know, you don't want to have probably have gated content is step one. You want a company to be aware of you. Sure. The, the interest, desire kind of muddled together a lot. It's hard to distinguish them. So that's probably the right part of that pyramid that you want to, to share and promote and distribute your gated content because the action really isn't giving that piece of contact information. The action that everyone's trying to get is a, a phone call, a meeting, you know, actually physically getting into that 15, 30 minute conversation. So that's where that interest and desire, yeah, the follow up, the interest desire is being shown by your potential prospects when they provide that, that contact information. And you touched on a really good point there. Gated content shouldn't always be the first thing somebody sees when they learn about your organization. Certainly, if you have a incredible white paper or ebook, you should be running ads for that and driving people directly to that. But other things that you can do are, are posting regular pieces of blog content and linking to it, using your website to funnel people to that gate, using your email newsletter to funnel people to that survey, to that research. You're, you're using your other marketing as a funnel to the gated content, that ebook, that landing page, where people can then take action and, and give you their data, their information in exchange for that information and for that data. Um, you know, Matt, for me, I, I really like the idea of running an ebook and, and running gated content. I was actually just talking to a client yesterday uh, in the healthcare space. And he said, Brad, we're doing a lot with you. And, and candidly, they are. Um, where are. Where are our holes? You know, where are the gaps? And I said, you know, truthfully, you're doing a lot on the candidate side, 
But we really need to start thinking about how we're going to be prospecting and how we're going to be driving leads from potential buyers of your service. And for me, there's, there's a whole you know, different marketing arm that we could talk about in terms of lead generation and client acquisition. We've actually done that on past episodes of Insights when we had Brian Vaccaro from our team on to talk about how to acquire clients. But for me, you know, staying on topic here, gated content is a great way to drive those leads as Matt alluded to, you're having people pay with their information and then that information your team can follow up on. And it's not following up and saying immediately, hey, do you want to buy or hey, how can we help or hey, can we facilitate a need? Maybe it's just reaching out and very casually saying, hey, Matt, I saw you downloaded our ebook on unemployment in Buffalo, New York. What are you seeing? You know, is our data in line with what you're seeing? What are you experiencing? have that natural conversation and then take it from there. Yeah, we're hitting on a lot of different areas of gated content in this segment, but, you know, we've talked about what it is, you know, how to distribute it, you know, in your traditional channels. But then also, I think real quick, maybe a good way to kind of end this is what makes good gated content and the easiest way, you know, we talk about this a lot internally at our consulting classes at Haley Marketing is pain points. What's the pain point that is really hitting your audience? You know, salary data is probably number one most of the time. And, you know, but that could change now that we're going to less of a candidate market. You know, what are the pain points that are really going to hit your target audience and how can you provide value to them in a consumable piece of content? Matt, let's hop into segment two. Should you run your staffing agency like a local plumber? Matt, I've been delivering a presentation for Haley Marketing over the past month or two on how to manage your social media during COVID-19. And as I've been giving that presentation, a, a thought that I've been continuing to expand on is how we can run our agencies like a local plumber. And let me elaborate for a second. One of my talking points in that presentation is to reach inbox zero. And inbox zero means so much more than just clearing out your inbox. It's making sure you're, re- you're reaching out and you're responding to messages on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. It's being mindful of what people are saying and responding to that inbox. And the, the point that I've made in countless presentations now is, let's pretend, for example, you don't run a staffing agency. Instead, you're a local plumber. Someone reaches out to you on Facebook and they say, hey, Brad's plumbing my bathroom has a really bad leak right now and I'm wondering if you might be able to help out. You, as a plumber, choose not to respond to that message. By not responding, the problem doesn't go away. The problem moves. Just because you didn't respond to that individual doesn't mean that their bathroom is no longer leaking. It means they found a plumber who cares and is going to come and help them. In the same respect for your staffing and recruiting agency, if a prospect is reaching out right now about hiring support or a candidate is reaching out about finding the next step in their career and you're not responding, it doesn't necessarily mean that they no longer need an employee or they no longer need a job. It means that the problem has moved and they have found somebody who is willing to help them. It's a consumer trend that's coming over to talent acquisition and recruitment and you know, on the business side as well as job orders. Brett, you know, you're really focusing on the Facebook with the inbox zero, inbox zero here. Matt reaches out to Brad Plumbing and Brad Plumbing doesn't get back to him. I'm going to your competitor. Right. And in 2020, we're doing that on Facebook. In 2000, it was 
looking at the yellow pages and just going to the next person on the list. And that's how it evolves. And it's, it's this, that the, the actions and the behaviors don't change, right? It's just how we're, how we're reaching out to businesses with our problem with Brad's example is plumbing. You know, I thought of it as car repair services and more of a urgent need. If my car doesn't start at in the morning, I'm calling the first place. And if they don't answer or respond to me, I'm going to the next one because I have an urgent need. So the, the plumbing example or the staffing, you know, job example is, is probably not as timely, but the principle still holds it. How are people reaching out to you? You have to make sure you're responding to them on those different platforms because they expect an answer quickly. You made an incredible statement, and I don't even know if you caught what you said, but you said in 2000, people were doing this in the yellow pages. 2020, it's the same thing. We're just doing it on Facebook. That's an incredible point that I want to touch on, Matt. We, as an industry and as an organization, as a business owner, as a staffing owner, you need to understand that your audience isn't always going to talk to you where you want to be talked to. Just because you have a contact form on your website doesn't mean that every potential buyer of service is going to use that contact form. They might reach out on Facebook. They might reach out one-to-one on LinkedIn. They might pick up the phone still and call you. Maybe they'll text you. Thinking through how individuals make their own decisions, you need to be incredibly mindful of that and you need to be aware of that and you need to be listening. So reaching inbox zero, yes, while I was alluding to Facebook and and I sometimes consider Facebook Messenger the graveyard of leads. As we look at staffing and recruiting firms across the industry, it is astonishing how many messages live in Facebook Messenger that are never responded to. And that's really where I started getting this momentum for this talking point in the presentation. But Matt, to your point, it could be anywhere. We just need to be listening. And and that doesn't mean that you need to spend hours every day looking at every single platform and monitoring it. But once a day, you should be checking every single platform and thinking through, okay, or setting up some sort of filter system where things are, are getting elevated to you, setting up some sort of parameter so that your leads are funneling appropriately. You need to be paying attention to those. It's exactly right. And I think it can be very overwhelming when you try to think about all those different places. So, you know, my recommendation would be to really focus on the main ones. you know, walk through who your audience is and where are they spending time and where do they want to reach out to you? You know, is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it your website? Is it Indeed or Glassdoor? You know, and start, you know, think about it from a percentages game. Like you don't need to hit on 100% of places if you have to check 47 different places every day. So maybe you can hit on 95% by only going to five places. And, and your point about funneling the information is really is awesome because the example that came to my mind is if you're running a Facebook ad, that's called a, it's, it's a lead generation ad, but it's actually kind of a gated ad that you share your information to say you're interested in something for a company. And it goes to Facebook Messenger, but you can also set up an integration to where that information gets sent directly to your email. So people live in email, and instead of having to go into Facebook to say that Matt is interested in Blad's plumbing because he's filled out a form on Facebook, you just have to go to your email because you're in there all the time, and you're still able to respond quickly and promptly to have a chance at getting new business. To close out the segment, Matt, I just want to reiterate the the concept that I had alluded to before. 
just because you don't respond to somebody's question does not mean that the problem has gone away. The problem has simply moved. If you think about the environment that we're in right now, individuals are going to reach out how they want to. That might be through email, that might be through a phone call, through social media, through a text message. Just because your organization doesn't respond to those individuals doesn't mean the problem has gone away. It means the problem has moved. And candidly, the problem has now moved to your local competition or national competition. We need to be mindful of people that are reaching out. We need to make sure that we're responding to them and we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to add value and to help people with their challenges. Matt, let's talk about the elephant in the room. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, we are recording on May 8th, 2020. And the BLS just released their unemployment metrics for the month of April. And Matt, we knew the number was coming. We knew it was going to be high, but it was a bit shocking to see 14.7% unemployment when we both opened up that data sheet uh, first thing this morning. Matt, it's a high number. And everybody listening to the podcast right now, you know it's a high number. We know that you're feeling it. We know that one way or another, either either benefiting from it or struggling from it, we know you're feeling it. You know, there certainly are some industries that are thriving right now and there are others that are doing everything they can to get scrappy. And what we need to do is we need to be understanding of that. And as we look at the data, you know, Matt, what did you see? I know you've been listening to the news all morning. You've been reading blogs just as I am uh, in preparation for the segment, but you know, not to stick on the, the negative data here, but let's share some facts. Yeah, we'll look at some facts. And I, you know, there's definitely some positivity there when you when you dig deeper and we can get lost in data. But I think what's what's interesting is, you know, it jumped up the highest percentage since 1933. That's the Great Depression. That's not great news. Um, 20 million jobs lost, you know, that's the most in a month ever, you know, probably also because we have our most jobs ever. So um, the decrease was possible. And the areas it hit in was hospitality. Obviously, over 7 million jobs were lost there. Um, education and health services, because I think healthcare is getting the rap that it's doing very well. There's a lot of healthcare jobs that got lost because elective surgeries were shut down. And, you know, we have a client on the West Coast who was a surgical tech, sterile tech client. He lost all that business, 90% of it quickly, and had to pivot to respiratory therapists, you know, pretty much in a day because that's what the market demanded. So it's interesting to look at the different areas. And, you know, I think the biggest part that, and also in temporary staffing, there was 842,000 jobs lost. So those are the people that are working in the offices, getting people to those temporary jobs. Um, the biggest point I think that is most encouraging is the 20 million jobs lost, 18 million think that's a temporary layoff. And that's the big question is probably not all 18 million are temporary layoffs, but how many of those people can businesses in the government get back to work quickly? Because retail and hospitality drives the engine pretty much. So, and that's where a lot of that temporary loss is. So how can we get those people back to work quickly to help the economy get going. In retail and hospitality, Matt, you're using money to take part in both activities that people might not have right now, right? If you're currently unemployed and you're thinking hospitality right now, taking a trip somewhere, 
that's the last thing on my mind. I mean, it's the first thing on my mind, truthfully, because I would love to get out of here and go somewhere warm, especially looking outside of Buffalo and we had a frost this morning. But you know, for a lot of people, retail and hospitality is going to take a minute to, to rebound because of the fact that people are strapped for cash right now. You know, Matt, it's tough. And, and we've been talking about this at Haley with clients for, you know, two months now. And we're what, in week nine of this? If we, if we really dial into it, it's something that we've been trying to navigate now for nine weeks. Um, I had a, a great conversation, a scary conversation, but a great conversation with a client earlier this week. So Brad, you know, yes, unemployment's high and we still have clients who are hiring, but people are doing better off just collecting unemployment checks than they are if we put them to work. And we're, we're no yeah. longer competing. It, it's astonishing. We're no longer competing against our local competition. We're competing against unemployment. Like who, who saw that coming, right? And how do you combat that? Tom Herb did a presentation um, last week. or this Tom week, Herb, me, friend of the program. Friend of the show, Tom Herb. And he went through the math. And if I think it correctly, if it was somebody was making $12 an hour you know, before all this hit, they're in Ohio, they're now getting a 75% raise because of the stimulus. And the unintended consequence was that market doesn't want to go, doesn't need to go back to work. They probably don't want to go back to work. If you have somebody who's just going through the motions in a warehouse and they don't love their job, you don't want to collect 75% more money to just sit home? It's, I mean, and it's, it's an ethical decision too, because some people that own small businesses think, you know, you should be going to work and not just living off that, those benefits. But hey, hey, Brad, you, if I gave you a 75% raise for the next three months, I'd consider it. That's a, yeah, you sure would. But to rein this back in, and I think what Brad was getting at was with retail and hospitality, we're probably not getting a vaccine anytime soon, you know, to use the analogy, unless you can hit the half court shot pretty quickly. So it comes down to public health and what can we do to make it be safe to work and to essentially for consumers to go to those places too, in that retail hospitality side, or even to work in all those places, but also manufacturing warehouse, et cetera. So from the staffing agency recruiter standpoint, the safe to work, right? Step one, what can you do to onboard virtually, to interview virtually, to do all of that in as safe manner as possible? If it has to be physical, right? What can you do with temperature checks or some kind of contact tracing? Anything that puts people at ease because, yes, we joke and talk about the money, but when it, at the end of the day, you know, Andrew Cuomo in in New York's been pushing every human life is priceless. You know, it's a big step when it comes to August, September, you know, the unemployment goes away. You know, what can you do to make people feel safe that they want to go back to work? Matt, I said today, just buying groceries this morning, I didn't feel great about it. You know, there's 10 people in the entire store because I went at 630 in the morning and I still had my mask. I had everything, you know, bundled up basically, but yeah, feeling safe is going to be a huge component of this. And if we think about where this is headed, you know, staffing agencies need to get incredibly smart with their tactics. We need to really, really hone in on what makes us unique and, and what is our key differentiator. You know, why should somebody in Buffalo, New York, 
go back to work for $13 an hour if they are making more collecting unemployment, collecting a stimulus check. Why should they do that now instead of writing that out for six months? Will they be as an individual in a better spot? Uh, can you offer some sort of incentive, some sort of bonus? Can you incentivize individuals who are coming back to work early? What can you do to help? Um, it, it's a really, really interesting question. And, you know, truthfully, Matt, we've, we've been a part of this industry for quite some time now. And it's a great industry to be a part of. We're putting great people to work and great opportunities every single day. And um, it's an interesting battle that we're seeing right now of, comp of competing against unemployment. But I know we'll bounce out and we'll figure it out. And I'm happy to be a part of that. You know, I'm happy to help in any way that we can. And, and, and hopefully Insights is giving you the tools that you need and, and the interviews that Todd Lewandowski is running is giving you the tools that you need to thrive during this opportunity. If you need a hand with your business strategy or marketing ideas during the COVID-19 pandemic, Haley Marketing has put together a great resource at HaleyMarketing.com titled the COVID-19 Recovery Resources. If you go to HaleyMarketing.com, there's a great fly-in that'll come across the homepage where you'll then be directed to a series of webinars, white papers, blog posts, and help to navigate through business strategy and marketing ideas as we all navigate COVID-19 and the global pandemic together. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.